Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It was a horrible day, Craig. This is WBBM In-Depth. My name's Jill DeGroot. On the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, WBBM's political editor, Craig Delamore, spoke with Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy about where democracy stands one year later. Some of the, some of the vivid scenes that I remember and sounds involve the, the sound of police banging on my door uh, in my Canon office where, uh, you know, basically they were evacuating me because I later found out they found a bomb 200 feet from my office window. And I got evacuated uh, twice that day you know, I remember vividly, you know, holed up in an office uh, with dark hallways and then emerging nine hours later and, you know, going to the vending machine and having chili cheese Fritos for dinner. That's become a comfort food ever since. I also remember us going all the way till I think 3.42 in the morning to certify the election. And then I, uh, jumped on the first plane to come back and there was a, uh, I, I would call her an insurrectionist sitting right next to me on the plane, scrolling through her pictures of inside the Capitol after she had breached. And uh, I was surrounded by them on the airplane. That was, a, that was quite an experience in and of itself. When did it strike you, the, the depth of what this country went through that day? I think it struck me more in the aftermath of that uh, day's events than during, because it was total pandemonium as we were going through it. I was very focused on just making sure my staff, uh, we had a skeletal crew of people at the Capitol that day because of COVID. I was focused on making sure our staff was okay we just, we just had to make it through that day. And it was adrenaline that was pumping the whole time. And I think only later did I learn about the full dimensions of what happened and the thousands of people who had breached the Capitol and the violence of the day, especially uh, with, with regard to attacking our brave you know, Capitol Police officers. And also just the incredible delay uh, with which President Trump dispatched the National Guard and others to quell the riot. And so that day just evokes a lot of 
feelings and and memories at this point. I uh, just finished seeing a, a video posted by one of your colleagues, Adam Kinzinger, in which he says, you know, I would have thought that that we would have gotten everything together, that we would have gotten through this in a matter of months. And he says, I've got to admit, this is this is, you know, gone on longer that the the conflict, the 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 rage, the the misinformation and everything has gone on much longer than anyone would have thought. I think that we are still in a situation where unfortunately hundreds of people, maybe more, have not been prosecuted. Certainly those who've been prosecuted, in my opinion, haven't, haven't been brought to justice. And I think that along with kind of the intransigence of you know, a lot of Trump supporters to acknowledge uh, the election results has contributed to kind of a free for all in terms of you know, what is true, what is false about the election, what is true, what is false about January 6th. And, and you're seeing a majority of Republicans believing in the big lie and you see a disturbing percentage of Republicans actually supporting the rioters and the insurrectionists. And that's something that we have to address right away because if we don't, then January 6th will just be a prelude to the next insurrection or worse. But how do you change hearts and minds when some of this seems to be going so deep in some people. I mean, some of it is people exploiting fears and lies, but some of it is people, I sincerely is the wrong word, but deeply believing that their government is uh, gone astray. I think we have to speed up the, the, the holding to account of those who were involved with that day, especially the mastermind, the mastermind plotters, uh, those who maybe not were present on January 6th at the Capitol, but who directed the events of that day. I also think that we have to hold Facebook, other social media outlets accountable for the information that they publish about that day, but about, also about the election and other issues, uh, because at this point, it can't just be a free-for-all in terms of what they publish. They don't want to be tagged with that publishing moniker, by the way. They, they feel that they are just a bulletin board for anyone to express their feelings. But at this point, given their influence and the amount of money they make off of what is published, they need to be held accountable or responsible for the content of what goes on um, their platforms. And then finally, we in Congress have to press forward with regard to the investigation. I know that the January 6th Select Committee is doing its work. The House Administration Committee has to do its work in terms of making sure that the Capitol is safe, that the Capitol Police have the resources and intelligence that they need to prepare and deal with any future uh, similar activities to what happened last year. But the, the, the main point is we have to hustle. We have to, we have to expedite everything at this point, because as you said, if we don't, 
feelings will even further deepen. People will get even further dug in in their misbeliefs or flat out lies about what happened on January 6th and, and the run up to the election. What are your concerns about the state of democracy in this country right now and its future? I'm concerned. I'm concerned that, uh, especially in a lot of the states that were, I guess you could call them toss-ups or swing states in the last election, a lot of those state legislatures have moved expeditiously to both suppress voting rights as well as take power out of the out of the voters' hands to uh, appoint electors for the presidential race. And, and, and so basically they're trying to uh, quote unquote correct for the mistakes that they made in uh, trying to stage the overturning of the last election by taking these measures in preparation for the next election. And so we in Congress have to pass legislation Obviously the Senate has been the sticking point, but we have to pass legislation to uh, prevent the further erosions of voting rights, but also popular rule throughout the country. And we have to reaffirm our democracy now, Craig. We cannot possibly take what happened on January 6th too seriously at this point. Uh, what happened was, a, was an insurrection and we just have to make sure that we learn the lessons of January 6th and prevent it from happening again. Let me ask the last question and maybe the most important one. Given this run up to the midterm elections, can Congress make take the steps to ensure people's right to vote, to ensure that January 6th doesn't happen again? I think so, but it's going to depend on the Senate. It's going to depend on a couple things happening in the Senate. One, if folks like Joe Manchin, who's actually put forward a very robust set of voting rights reforms, uh, can muster at least 10 Republicans to join him and the other 49 Democrats to pass it, I think that would be wonderful. I think it would be an excellent result to have bipartisan voting rights legislation. If that is not possible, then I think that they have to look at at least reforming the filibuster rules or forming a carve out for this voting rights legislation to enable a majority of the Senate to pass it. I can guarantee you that whatever the Senate passes, we will pass in the House at this point and get it to the president's desk because the stakes are too high and we can't afford for this not to happen because you know, some people might dismiss you know, the QAnon, Shaman, and all those guys as a bunch of clowns on January 6th and buffoons. But I think we would be deluding ourselves if we did not uh, understand that there's, there was some very intelligent planning behind January 6th, and there's a lot of intelligent planning going on right now into learning from, quote unquote, the mistakes of the failed insurrection on January 6th and overturning of the election and um, attempts to undermine our democracy going forward. You see surveys now where a significant percentage of people are even willing to tolerate violence 
for political ends, you have to be prepared at this point. Congressman, thank you very, very much. I really appreciate your taking the time to do this. Thanks for listening to WBBM In-Depth. Don't forget to subscribe on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.